Welcome to Jacked and Happy. I'm Elliot Schwartz, whiskey lover, bacon eater, real estate investor, and a big kid at heart. I'm bringing you epic conversations with everyday people doing legendary things who are just as successful as they are happy. Let's freaking go. Welcome to the Jacked and Happy podcast, where we get to talk today to Kelly Kusman, the founder of Kayla Gray, and her story is incredible. But before I get to this, I want to quickly remind you that Vacation Equity Group is a fund I put together for the average accredited investor to gain access to the luxury short-term rental market. Now, the luxury short-term rental market performs so much better than your average short-term rental space. There's less competition, it's less saturated, and the returns are just better. The appreciation of the house is better. It it does better in downturns in the economy because people with legacy money don't stop traveling and they don't stop having nice things. So for the average accredited investor to overcome the capital barrier is pretty hard to do. So what I wanted to do was put together a fund where the average accredited investor has access to a three to five home portfolio in key performing cities across the country. If you want to hear more, Hit me up on Instagram, Elliot R. Schwartz, or go to vacationequitygroup.com and fill out the forms and we will give you more information. But back to the wonderful Kayla Gray. She's incredible. We talk about how she turned a tragic loss into the inspiration behind her thriving company, how fragrance has a psychology to it, and it's just a fascinating conversation. She's an amazing human being. I can't wait for you to listen. And as always, thanks for tuning in and stay jacked and happy. All right. I have one of my favorite people here, uh-huh. Kelly Kusman. She's um, just kind of a legend. She owns her own scent <laughs> company. She like has overcome so much in her life. She mm-hmm. is magnetic. She's energetic. People love her. She lights up a room. She's wise. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to like have you on the show. Thank you for coming on. I'm I'm excited to chop it up with you today. I am so excited to be here. I just see where the conversation goes. I think that's something that I value so much about you and our friendship is like, I literally never know where the conversation is going to go. And it's like, it's like the best thing ever. I always walk away from convos with you and I'm like, man, that was awesome. I love it. ADHD, ADHD ladies and gentlemen, it'll take you. I've got it places. too. Yeah, I've got it too. So yeah. So when you mix today. us together, it's like, look out. <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay. So I just have two canned questions to kick it off and then we'll dive in from there. One, um, the reason why I started the podcast was I was so afraid to get into entrepreneurship because I loved my life. I was happy. I was afraid I was going to lose balance. And entrepreneurship meant to me like you couldn't have balance. You had to be all in. You couldn't do a family. So like to see you and like you have a healthy relationship and friendships and you and you balance like what you're doing and scaling so well. But um, what like has you so like Jack is excited. It's not like you know, you're taking steroids and hitting the gym. So just, you know, just wanted to clear that up. But like, what has you super jacked this year? What are you like really excited about personally, professionally, like whatever? Like, I feel like I'm super jacked this year to, I'm, I'm really working on creating more space for myself for like really beautiful new opportunities to come into my life. Mm. And it's been a huge learning for me over the last two years of me starting this business. Um, I was saying yes to like everything and then burning out. And so this year I'm super pumped and excited and jacked up about like, I'm saying no (laughs) to a lot of things. And the more I say no to things, like these crazy, wild, awesome opportunities are flowing in. And it's like, 
for a type A ADD person, like to say no and it it and just have like free space, it's mind blowing. And so I'm super excited, honestly, to just see what comes this year. That's so cool. Just like staying in the unknown and like the possibility yeah. of like, I'm freeing up space and good stuff's going to happen to me. Yeah. And to like have faith that like mm. I can manifest awesome opportunities is not, it is not my personality at all. I mean, I oh. spent the last 20 years like being so rigid and like controlling mm. and like having everything calendared out that like to let all that go is scary as hell, but also like so exciting and empowering. So I'm excited to see what happens. I'm I'm glad you said, I think so many like achievers struggle with that because it's like, we want to control our destiny and that's what we've been yeah. taught. Like that's how we've been successful. Right. So yeah. it's like, it's hard to let that go. Yeah. But um, like my word for the year is grace. And I feel like, I feel like this is such a good point because like you, God and, and your destiny like has such bigger plans for you than you can control. Yeah. Right. So just staying in that space of like, no, there's bigger things. It's going to come. I, I love that. Well, you know, what has been helping me too. is like, I know that like my path is already written for me. Like mm. it's our, it's literally my entire life is laid out. God's got a whole plan for me. And so like to keep everything so like tightly controlled, like I, I don't need to. And so it's kind of leaning back into that faith a little bit more than I ever have before, knowing that, that. everything's going to be okay. Like it's life is a roller coaster, but I almost feel like that's actually the really beautiful parts of life, you know, and my backstory is that, you know, we've gone through me and my husband have gone through some hard stuff, but like, I see how beautiful, beautiful, beautiful life is on the other side of the hard. If you just know that something more beautiful is coming. And so I, I'm letting go. I just like, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. How do you, okay, just a sidetrack, ADD time. How do you say no? How do you like, how do you know what to say no to? Like what, when, when does it, do you just energetically feel it? Or are you just like, nope, this space is mine? Or how do you like, how are you determining what to say no to? Okay, so my word of the year is discernment. Yeah. Um, and so what I have been really learning and leaning into over the last two years is listening to my gut feeling and mm. like, actually hearing it. And so I do uh, twice a year, I take these alone trips just by myself, like three to four days, I go like somewhere out in nature. And I just I literally I shut the phone off. And I'm just alone because I feel like us as people like we move through our days so quickly. And so like rapidly, a lot of times we lose our inner voice due yes. to like all of the stuff that surrounds us. And so I've been super intentional, honestly, for I, I was married a long time ago, got divorced. And after that divorce, I like started doing these alone trips to like recenter myself and hear my own voice. And so I've been super intentional about doing that over the last two years to allow myself to like really hear my gut feeling. And like, I know immediately if an opportunity comes up and I'm kind of like, eh, okay, well then it's a no, like then it's a no, mm. or then it's like, I need to sit with it for a little bit. Um, my dad always taught me like this beautiful thing about, like with any decision that you make, you have to wait at least 48 to 72 hours before you actually make the decision. Like any big decision in life, any big decision in like your career mm. or entrepreneurship. And so I've been really leaning into that and using those 48 to 72 hours to like really listen to my gut. Um, so and it's good. been working. Yeah. So good. Because your initial emotion can kind of override your senses yeah. too. So like that's, yes. that's really wise. Okay. Yeah. So if you're needing clarity in your life, Go sit in a tree for four days, meditate. Do no, it. I'm just kidding. Yes. Sit but, in a tree. Yes. Aaron Ro so Aaron Rogers just like has a big decision to stay with the Packers or not. He went into a dark mm -hmm. room with no hey. stimulus for four days. 
Do you think you could do that? Do you think you could do that? I don't think I could either. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I I feel like I feel like my brain, because I do have ADD, like would probably take me on a lot of adventures. (laughs) But like you know, so maybe it could be fun and interesting, <laughs> but it could be a little scary too. So I don't, I don't think I could do four days. That's a long time. I think if I had to, I could, but I definitely, it's, uh, that's not something I'm interested in, but no. I, I, kudos to him, man. That's mental toughness right yeah, there. Yeah, it really is. Okay. I mean, yeah, he's quarterback for a reason. So no, I love, I, I love what you're, I love what you're getting at. And I love that you take time to just be with yourself. I think that's more people. I should do that. Everything, everyone should do that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Do, okay, do last it. last can question. Okay. What is your definition of happiness? Uh for me, happiness is freedom. Um, I thought for so many years, I was um in corporate leadership positions for 20 years, um, for like major retailers. Mm. And for so long I thought that happiness to me, the definition of happiness was like accolades, like read reaching the next level of my business, reaching that next salary band, reaching the next bonus structure. Um, it was constantly like the recognition to me, I thought was what was making me happy. Um, until I had a, uh, I had a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and almost lost my life. And we lost, Gabe and I lost our first baby. And it was really after that moment for me that I re- like life just kind of stopped. And I realized how I was so not free to like pick and choose the things that I really wanted to do to like spend time with my dad who's getting older, you know, spend time with my nieces and nephews, go back to Wisconsin and just like hang out on a lake for two days, doing absolutely nothing, just enjoying and absorbing nature and going fishing. Um, and so for me, it's the f- happiness is freedom, the freedom to choose to do the things that uh, fill my soul and spend time with the people that I just love so deeply that you kind of not ignore, but like you kind of put on the back burner when you're like moving through ambitious things. Um, I realize that that's not what's important anymore. I love that. That's so it's, it's tough that sometimes we have to go through the hardest things to realize like what's really important to us. So I know a big part of your story and I think this is really important is like overcoming challenges and you, I love how you phrase this. You turn pain into purpose. How did you do that? how, like what systems, what tools did you use? What support did you have? Like tell people who are going through something right now, like how do they get through the other side and have like this awesome, fulfilled freedom-based life that is totally possible for them? I feel like a lot of times when you're sitting in pain, like you don't realize that there's actually beauty on the other side of it. Mm. And it's really hard to see that. Like uh, Gabe and I've lost two babies. And the first time um, I was you know, after it happened, I was in, you know, a depression for six months and I didn't, Gabe and I weren't really talking. Our marriage was hard um, because we communicate differently. He was more concerned about me. I was more concerned about like whether or not we were going to be able to have babies in the future. Um, He was not sure he wanted to continue to try to have babies. I wanted to keep trying to have babies because, you know, as a woman, I feel like our identities are a lot of times wrapped up in being moms. And I felt that pressure with society and just all this stuff. And so I was in a deep depression for a good year and a half. Um, Mm. And for me, it took a lot. I spent a ton of time in therapy. I found a really good therapist that I actually loved. Um, It For me, therapy is just a neutral party that doesn't know the ins and outs of your life doesn't know the ins and outs necessarily of your relationships. 
Um, it's kind of like a neutral party that can like hover above all the things that have going on and give you like logical thoughts and logical, you know, logical advice. Whereas when you're the person who's kind of sitting in the pain and the heartbreak, um, a lot of times your emotion overrides the logic. And so I spent a ton of time in therapy, spent a ton of time in nature, just kind of going inward to try to figure out like what, what I really, really wanted. Um, Gabe and I went to a lot of couples therapy. So that's really how I processed through the grief. Um, but grief is, it's a roller coaster. Uh, grief comes and goes. I, you know, I had a rough day the other day. I feel like grief just evolves and changes form over time. It never actually goes away. Um, but if you, if you look at grief in, in a more understanding, beautiful way to learn more about yourself as you're moving through it, I think it can actually um, turn into a beautiful thing. Mm, I love that. And what I love, like, I think it's, it's really important is like, you didn't try to rush through the process, right? Yeah. Like, and that's what I think for men, like a lot of times we'll try to just power right through and like, yeah. nope, never happened, gonna keep on going. Mm -hmm. And I think long term that maybe short term, right, you can like feel better quicker. But like mm -hmm. long term, those demons are going to come back and they're going to keep mm -hmm. re like reshowing. So I love that you took your time, you processed through it, you allowed yourself to like really go through the process. And I mean, you created something amazing from it. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Like talk about how that evolved and how Kayla Gray like came to be. Yeah. So um, it was interesting when I found out I was pregnant, I was so bummed to figure out that I couldn't wear all of the fragrances and do or do all of the cosmetic fun beauty stuff that was like such a part of my identity. And so after we lost the baby and then, you know, after we lost the the second baby, it just like, it shook me so much to like, I need to start and build this dream business. I had wanted to be an entrepreneur like my entire life. My dad was an entrepreneur. He owned an adhesive distribution business. So glue, he's the glue guy. That's sexy. Um, it's so sexy. Is. <laughs> I mean, it's distribution and adhesive. You can't get Whoa. sexier than that in Wisconsin. Like, oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> now we're um, talking. Exactly. But he built a beautiful business and I always wanted to do it, but I was scared to walk away from steady paychecks and accolades and bonuses and all the things. Um, so after, you know, almost losing my life and then losing our baby, it was like, okay, I need to go after my dreams, go after the big, beautiful things I want to do. And fragrance because it, it was such an important part of my life. And it's been a thread throughout my entire life. I wanted to create a clean fragrance company, uh, a company that, you know, isn't going to hurt people when they use our products. It just blew my mind that like companies out there are, you know, it, it doesn't blow my mind. I mean, it's, you know, if they can save five to 10% of margin, they're going to, mm. but it just hurt my heart that companies were willing to put people's health at risk to make some money. And so, yeah, started working on the company, named it Kayla Gray because Kayla Gray was going to be the name of our first baby. Mm. I wanted to kind of honor the heartbreak and put beautiful things into the world. And what's cool about it, you mentioned earlier about like how men and women tend to process grief and trauma or just hard conversations differently. I think the cool thing about me starting this business is that brought Gabe and I so much closer together mm. because I had purpose again, um, whereas I felt I had lost my purpose. And Gabe was able to like be the masculine support that I needed to push through this purpose and really support me in such a beautiful way. Mm. Um, because Gabe's tendency, and I think a lot of men's tendencies, is to is to bury it, you know, bury the feelings. Uh, but luckily for him, he went through some really hard stuff. Um, and he went through a lot of therapy too before he met me to learn that for him it was he would bury it through alcohol 
Um, and so he went through a ton of, ton of therapy and stuff to kind of work through that, to know that alcohol wasn't the good numbing substance for him and he needed to talk it through. And so I think with him doing his own work, me doing my own work, and then us, you know, building this company together, it really brought us a lot closer together and gave us a purpose to move forward with in our marriage. And so, yeah, this company has been a huge blessing to both of us. I love that. That's so, and I love this, like that, how you guys like came together and mm -hmm. are aligned and doing something like together in a, in a cohesive partnership. That's yeah. so cool. And Gabe's such a great guy. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting that he had to go through his own trauma and you yeah. had to go through your own trauma. And then still, I mean, even still, like you both had the tools, right? You're both going through it, but still like it can cause that wedge and you guys. Oh yeah. It. Tell me about All that. Right. Like, how did you guys, how did you guys like, when did it start feeling like you guys were like really getting on the same page and really like getting back to like, to the old you guys? Yeah, it was, it was tough there. Like after we lost the first baby, like you know, we came together because we were grieving together. Um, and then after this, we found out we were pregnant with the second baby is kind of when things started to unravel a little bit. Um, because I was wanting to explore things like surrogacy and, you know, could freezing my eggs and doing all of the extra things that is not normal. And maybe a guy's eyes, um, when it comes to having children and he several reasons didn't want to move forward with it. He was scared for me and putting my body through even more trauma that it already had gone through. Mm. He knew that us and our relationship wasn't exactly in like a healthy, stable place because I was resentful towards him mm. because he wasn't on the same page with me. He was resentful towards me. And so it really took us a, honestly space a little bit, giving each other space to kind of grieve and process through our own stuff. And so much conversation, um, so much therapy uh, to really get, us on the same page, not a hundred percent on the same page. We're still not a hundred percent on the same page. And I think it's not, you're not always on the same page with your spouse yeah, on so no, many can't, different can't things. Yeah. You're just not it just yeah. and to have that expectation is not, that's not really a healthy marriage uh, to expect your partner to be okay with everything that you want to do. Um, <laughs> but this was a big issue. And so we needed yeah. to work through it. And so it really, honestly, like, I'll never forget after my first photo shoot that I had, um, when I just start, when I was like, we're getting ready to launch the company. I had this photo shoot a couple months before, like everything launched and we got the photos back and it makes me teary thinking about it. Got the photos back and Gabe looked at one of the photos and he was like, Kel my Kelly's back. Like oh. he could see like the sparkle in my eye. And he literally had that photograph printed and it's like a beautiful framed photo in my closet, like always reminding me that like, these, this is the moment that I came back to myself. And so it was a lot of freaking work, <laughs> a lot yeah. of work, but I love that man and it's worth it. And we, we knew we were in it together. We just had to go through the hard stuff. I mean, but that's marriage, right? That's marriage. That is marriage. And it's like people like glamour. So I feel like so many people just like put these relationships on a, on a pedestal and like, Oh, yeah. Gabe, so supportive. You guys are great. Oh, yeah. You look like a perfect couple. And it's just like, if you could only see the freaking work we had to put in to like yeah. this thing rolling, yes. and it, it is this constant work. And me and Lindsay say this prayer every like every day. It's like whatever whatever we go through, good or bad, it's going to bring us closer together. And yep. sometimes it always doesn't feel like that, but we always yeah. like are committed to coming back to that feeling. Yeah, so, yeah. 
oh god marriage it's awesome and oh. it's like so much work just like anything oh. you know it's maddening i mean i want to strangle him a lot <laughs> he wants to strangle me a lot but like he's my guy you know yeah. like he is the guy i want to do life with and yeah i think i don't know i think when you really commit to somebody and like you're fully deeply committed to somebody i wasn't like that in my first marriage at all yeah. like i was kind of like give or take <laughs> and it's so not healthy and I but I didn't know it at the time um and then with Gabe it's like man I'm in it like we're gonna figure everything out and he's my guy so we just some days it sucks but we sit down and we work through it and figure it out and we always come come back on the other side even better that's so that's that's so good and I want this kind of brings me to another topic so like I'm obsessed with super high achieving entrepreneurs how do you balance it all how do you how are you scaling? How are you keeping your family together? Like, how are you uh, like making time for yourself and friendships? I feel like there's so many things that even like a busy, you know, corporate person, they have so yeah. many things that, in life that we're juggling. Like, how do you keep balance? How do you keep um, your priorities straight? I think balance is not a thing. <laughs> I think um, there are give and takes to every phase that you're in in a business. So like for me when I'm scaling, like my relationship kind of takes a back seat, but Gabe and I have a conversation and I'm like, okay, literally these next 90 days like we just did a whole rebrand. The next 90 days, babe, like I'm, if I see you twice a week, like that's awesome. Let's make the most of those 4 hours we have together in an entire week. Like it just it is what it is and I think to, to try to like, I mean, I remember like in the corporate world, like work-life balance, like sometimes it's just, it's not possible. Like you have like these major goals that you want to achieve for me. And sometimes things have to go on the back burner, but you can't put things on the back burner when those things don't understand um, and don't realize that like, I couldn't put Gabe on the back burner if Gabe wasn't a supportive husband and knew that it was for the bigger picture and then I will be coming back to him and that, you know, the next month, maybe he's my priority for the entire, you know, the entire time, the entire month. And that my business is on the back burner a little bit. I think it just comes and goes in waves and to try to have good balance in every way. Honestly, I feel like it's super stressful. Mm. I feel like to say that I'm going to try to balance my work and my family and my friends, like it's, to me, it's just, it almost puts too much stress on situations. And then I start to, um make commitments that I'm not super excited about. Mm. Uh and so I want like everything I want I do I want to pour my heart and soul into it whether it's having a lunch with a girlfriend, having dinner with my husband, snuggling on the couch and watching a movie with my husband or like putting my all into my business. So I would say I don't have balance. Um but I don't have balance purposely so that I can put 100% of my effort into the things that light me up. Mm. I love that. And you're not alone. So I think, I think it was Tony Robbins, but he said like, there is no balance. There's rhythms, you know? Yeah. So again, oh, I love rhythms. that. <clears throat> and yeah. uh, it's so true. Cause you can't, you can't be a 10 in every single area. Like no. you just, you can't, it's impossible. And it's like, you'll like burn you said, out. You burn out. And then you're not enjoying anything you're doing. Cause you're thinking yeah. about the other things while yeah. you're in that moment. So that's, that's really good. It ebbs and flows, right? I yeah. mean, everything is important. I'm not saying that they're like everything my friendships, my husband, my family, my work is not like all of it's not important. It's just the priorities change day to day on 
what I'm focusing on. Everything is of equal importance. Well, totally. not equal. Like obviously my yeah. family's more important than business, but like some days my focus is more on the business than it is my family and they get it. I love too that like you, it's permission based. Like you go to Gabe yeah. and you're like, Hey, this, we're doing this. Like mm-hmm. I need your buy-in. Like, yeah. are we good here? Let's talk about like how this is going to look. And I think proactive communication is like so important. I mean, for business partners, for relationships. So I love that you like go to him and you're like, Hey, we're about to hit the season where we're Mm -hmm. kicking ass. So let's like make the most of the two hours we get on Friday night and Saturday night. And are we good? Yeah, babe, we're good. So like, I love that. That's, I I bet you a lot of people don't do that. They just hit the busy season and and then it's like, Oh wait, I haven't talked to my husband for a week. Well, I think one thing I learned about myself is like I could work 24 hours a day and be totally fulfilled. Like that sounds so familiar. It's yeah, exactly, exactly. You you know anybody like that? Yeah. (laughs) But like I, so I know that like I can get carried away with things, and Gabe knows that about me. And so literally, we just had this entire conversation last night. So our anniversary is coming up this weekend. We were supposed to go to the cabin for the whole weekend, but it's snowing like two feet up there. So like oh we actually God. physically can't get there. Yeah. And so, okay. I'm like, okay, so that I'm just, <laughs> this is so bad. This is going to sound horrible. I'm just going to schedule like a whole bunch of work stuff on Sunday because like, we're not going to the cabin now. And Gabe like sits me down on the couch and he's like, babe, it's our anniversary. We were supposed to spend the whole weekend together. And I was like, okay, then I guess <laughs> I'm not working on Sunday. You know what I mean? But like, he was like, you're crazy. He goes, no, we are hanging out all weekend. And so like, he brings me back to the things that matter. And, but he's so patient with like my crazy brain and knows the things that light me up. And he knows he's priority, even though I scheduled things on our anniversary. <laughs> well, that's fine. You, we, we know what we got into when we married like really high achieving women. It's totally cool. <laughs> oh man, we love you guys. All right. I want to, I want to switch gears. Cause I'm like super fascinated on this topic of sense. Yeah. Like it's, um, what is it you say? It's like the, the strongest tie to memory. Mm-hmm. Talk so, to me about, what, yeah. Talk to me about like how you create sense, like how sense work. Is there like, is there like a science behind your mad, like your methods? Like, tell me all about like all about that. Yeah. There's so scent is the only sense that literally has a direct tie to your brain. So like when you smell something like that triggers your olfactory nerve in your brain, like it's the only sense, like taste doesn't do it. Touch Mm. doesn't do it. Hearing doesn't do it. Like it's literally an immediate trigger in your brain. And that trigger in your brain, actually, scientifically, there's so many scientific studies that when you smell something, it can literally transport all of these different memories and trigger things within your head. I'm sure you've had it, right? Like you smell something and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like back in a cabin, like ice fishing. This is wild, you know, or like you smell something that reminds you of junior high. I mean, it happens all the time. I was just in a sticky bar last night and I was like, (laughs) college. It like took me back to college immediately. It was so weird. Isn't that crazy? Like it, it, it's crazy to me. And there's always been a thread of that through like my entire life. Like I'll smell a tomato leaf and like literally be transported back to my mom's garden running around growing up. Um, and so I, but people don't talk too much about that connection. I think it's like the most beautiful thing about sense. Um, and so when we create sense, it always has kind of like a personal tie to me to a moment in time that I kind of want to bring back. Um, so, which is why we created like the, our first four scents, which is petals, water, cozy, and hearth. Like each one of those scents 
brings me back to a moment in time in my childhood or something that I'm recently experiencing. And so um, now when I develop scents, I have, you can see on the back wall there, there's like a whole bunch of different fragrance notes. So things like uh, basil, um, tarragon, um, grapefruit, uh, rose, like there's 5 billion different types of rose, jasmine, mm. patchouli, like sandalwood. There's a, there's a million different scent notes in the world. Um, and so I literally, I'm like a little scientist. I like literally create a whole bunch of, put a whole bunch of different things together. Do you wear a based lab coat? Off, I don't. I do when I'm doing production, but I okay, don't okay, when, I'm, okay. when I'm mixing all my little things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I literally, I just like combine a whole bunch of different things that I think will smell good. And I create like um, a scent profile that I really love. And then I send that scent profile off to a fragrance house so mm. that they can cleanly formulate it. I'm not a chemist. Um, and it's super important for me to show, be super transparent about the ingredients within my products. Um, actually, fragrance in general, you'll see fragrance on so many ingredient labels on a ton of different products. Uh, by law, fragrance companies are not required to disclose their ingredients because of intellectual property rights. And so there could be over 3,000 ingredients in the word fragrance, and they're not oh required to disclose it. Oh, yeah. That's fun. No big deal. No um, big deal. No big deal. And just it's crazy because like, just, you know, I'm literally <laughs> moving in through your entire body every single day. Like everything we use has the word fragrance in it, but you have no idea what you're actually putting on your body. And it's, it's regulated, but minimally regulated here in the US. There's only actually 11 ingredients that are banned as part of um, beauty companies or cosmetics, whereas Europe is banned over 1300 ingredients. So we use European standards instead of American standards for our products. And we disclose every single ingredient in the word fragrance um, on our website, just because I don't know, like nobody's right. Like even me saying clean beauty, that my brand is a clean beauty brand. Like it's kind of greenwashing because nobody's regulating what that means. So when I say we're clean beauty, well, I'm going to show you everything that's in our products to kind of stand by the claims that we that we state because no one's regulating or watching me or a lot of the other clean beauty brands out there. So that's how we make sense. That's so cool. And mm -hmm. kudos to you for like having such high integrity of like, no, we're going to hold ourselves to the highest standard possible. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to disclose everything. If someone wants to come and try to make all, what we're doing fine, like so be yeah. it. Yes. You're just like, yes. my, my commitment is to health and beautiful fragrance. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to knock me off, go ahead. I mean, it happens all the time. Um, what are your thoughts on like it, a gunpowder? What, what are your thoughts on like a gunpowder one for men? Okay, I really love that scent. I actually was at a shooting range with my brother last time I was in Wisconsin and like the metallic, you know how it like, it creates yes. that little like tingle. I love that smell, that and like the smell after a rain, like the the damp earth smell oh after God. a rain. I'm literally, ever. yes, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm working on this stuff. Yeah. Have you heard of rain it. bush? No. It's like a bush <laughs> out here and you, if you do that in your hands and you smell it it smells like like literally like fresh rain it's so cool what okay Google i'm writing it. that down writing yeah it down. i went okay. hunting with this old guy and he's like quail hunting and he's like this is rain i thought he was messing with me i thought it was gonna smell like dog poop or something and i was like, <laughs> oh. like oh my god it really does <laughs> right but, now you're gonna see me out in a forest in a rain bush. <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere like they're on our block it's really common oh really common okay bush. Okay. But, um, that's so cool. Are you, are you ever going to get into guys like, like more? Yeah, so all of our scents are gender neutral. Um, okay. so like my husband wears hearth, I'm actually working on a tobacco bourbon set with my brother right now that we're going to be releasing. Yes. yes. 
And then I'm going to start to work on, I want to do like a national park series almost like think of like the Yellowstone and like the Redwoods or um, because my nephews are super into national parks. So I kind of want to work with them. Um, yeah, to see like what they can come up with. So we'll start to have more masculine sense than we have had. We really only had hearth in the past. Um, so we'll start to make more masculine sense, which I'm really excited about. I wear, I wear all of them anyway. So, I mean, I don't care. Like I was just like, Oh, gunpowder would be so cool. It would be. Okay. Now you got my (laughs) wheels turning gunpowder and rain bush. (laughs) I love it. Bourbon and (laughs) gunpowder. Who are you? (laughs) Bourbon and gunpowder. I'm writing that down too. Man, you're my new like focus group, Elliot. No, that's just random ADD thoughts. You probably shouldn't mix that. It'd be bad. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> I could make magic. <laughs> so where do you see, like, where do you see, do you have like a, a vision of where you're going or do you have like a, tell me like where, where you're taking Kaylee Gray. I want to, I want to know where, where what, I, what I can expect in the next 10 years. Right. Yeah. So next 10 years, we're kind of expanding into a bunch of different types of product. Um, and we're opening up a shop in downtown Phoenix over the next month. Ooh. And that's, sh- I know I'm so excited about it. And that shop is going to be used to test a bunch of different concepts. So like the intent behind Kayla Gray is that you're creating rituals with our products. And so every quarter we're going to release like a new ritual and create like a ritual uh, box subscription uh, Mm. with products, like not just my own company, but products from a ton of different small businesses um, that you can purchase to create this beautiful ritual for yourself, whether it's, you know, bathing ritual, whether it's a journaling ritual, whether it's like an alone trip ritual, which I highly encourage um, people to go and do. Like we're going to create these beautiful uh, moments for you to use our products with. And then every time you smell that scent, it'll literally transport you back to that moment in time and that ritual and the intention behind the ritual that you had at that moment. Um, And that we've got really big plans. You're actually the first person I've ever said this out loud to. You're hearing Um, it here first, folks. I know, it's so crazy. So I want to open up um, a ritual center, a retreat ritual center. Um, So it's going to be kind of like um, a house and then a bunch of like little different casitas for people to come and feel safe, uh, like a safe place for them to come to do these alone trips um, Mm. and to like, we'll create rituals. Like literally it's going to be kind of like in my head, a choose your own adventure. Like you're going to come and you're going to create X ritual. And then that ritual, literally the whole experience is going to be created for you. Um, and this ritual retreat center. So starting to dig into land, real estate, try to kind of figure out like where, uh, we want to build this next phase of Kayla Gray. So yeah, that's where we're going. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a plot twist. Are you kidding me? <laughs> weren't expecting that huh? that is yeah. so cool i love it. are you yeah. looking in like do you have the area like kind of mapped out of like you want to start look like kind of close to home or are you like we're going to hawaii i'm i've been looking at colorado i think honestly my concern with arizona is water so i need to dig into like a lot of different places and you know what does the 10 to 20 to 30 year outlook look like um in terms of population and resources and all of these areas so literally i just put my business plan together so i'm just kind of starting to scratch the surface on what i want to do next especially in terms of like you know fundraising and investors and all that kind of stuff that's so cool dang yeah taking over the world kayla gray (laughs) kelly who knew Oh, yeah. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got, you did, you did. You always said you saw something in me. And well, duh. You're, champ- you're like a freaking champion. I mean, I love that. 
people who overcome adversity like that, like, yeah, <clears throat> I just feel like the more successful people I, I get to interact with and meet, like the ones who like really overcome like adversity, mm -hmm. I feel like you're just so unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, you are like, there's, yeah. I feel like I can do anything. I know I can do anything because I've been given a second chance. Um, and I don't take that lightly at all. And I mm. won't, you know, I think about like our babies looking over everything that I'm doing every day and I will like, I will push it so hard to show them like what a beautiful life. Um, like to live my life in the purpose that I'm supposed to be living it. And yeah, so I think about that every day. I'm not going to let this life go to waste. I won't let a moment go to waste. I love that. I love that so much. Well, I'm just so honored that you took the time to come on. You've taken over the world. You've carved out 45 minutes for this ADD <laughs> guy over here. I'm Jack and Happy. And I'm so honored to have you. And I think like this conversation has been amazing. I think so many people get so much from it. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being like just the awesome champion and great wife and great friend that you are. And um, I just honor, I honor who you are in this world and the mission behind what you're doing. Thanks, Elliot. I appreciate you. And I'm, I had so much fun today. I, I was so excited to see where the convos went and it was everything I had dreamed it was going to be. It was <laughs> we amazing. Deliver, we deliver on this podcast. You heard it from Kelly it. Kuzman. We deliver. <laughs> it was perfection. So thank you for having me today. It meant a lot to me. You're welcome. All right. Take it easy, everyone. Thank you for coming. And thank you for tuning in to the wonderful Kelly Kuzman. Mm -hmm.